0: Headline Hollywood! Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope! Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey, and my name is Jeff. How are you doing, Jeff? You know, Corey, I'm a little, uh,
1: I'm a little tired. You're tired. I'm tired. I uh, have cut back on the on the uh, on the sodas before we before we record. Mm. Maybe a little tired.
0: Oh, well, I appreciate you being so candid, Jeff. I'm being a little candid. That sort of brings up what I think we should do for this episode, Jeff be honest with people be be honest with you know things let let some things go get some stuff off of our chest release some of the anxiety that, like that we have like our
1: true feeling about combos
0: <laughs> well since we're still the official unofficial uh, brand ambassadors for combos we'll leave our personal opinions aside
1: <laughs> our personal opinions like how much we fucking love them uh, we'll we'll leave those in <laughs> okay
0: okay <laughs> no i'm i'm thinking like There are how many movies, Jeff? Just take a guess. That have ever been made. A billion? Probably, Jeff. I mean, half
1: of those are on Hallmark Channel. That's true.
0: (laughs) That's true. I'm thinking just like standard theatrical release movies.
1: Uh, I don't know. I I really don't. don't There are
0: hundreds of thousands. Do you think somebody has actually... Counted counted that I don't know that would be an interesting number to to, to try to find out. So one of you researchers out there, you know, get on that, F- yeah. Figure out how somebody, many movies have fucking ever been made.
1: Google that shit right now, and then send us like you know at switch envelope on Twitter or at switch the envelope on Instagram. Send us that.
0: But anyway, there are hundreds of thousands, maybe even a million films every ever made. Right? There's no possible way that one person or any people in general could have or seen persons. or persons could have seen all of them. Right? Exactly, you can not see all those films, right? There there are plenty of films, even larger releases that you may have missed. But what I'm what what I'm looking for, Jeff, are those films that you're ashamed to have not seen.
1: Maybe you're just in a group of people that you want to impress. It's true. And you just want to tell them like, "Oh, yeah, I totally saw that movie."
0: The, the you know, there's plenty of films that enter this sort of pop culture zeitgeist enough that you don't necessarily have to have seen the film to talk about it in company right you can sort of make references enough references that you can fake your way through a conversation about a lot of films
1: so this brings up our topic tonight which is movies you've lied about seeing number one we're gonna say this one because this is a movie that i have seen people lie about often star wars
0: (laughs) Yes. Now, a lot of people have seen Star Wars, and a lot of people have not. There are a lot of people who have not seen Star Wars that don't necessarily need to, because everything's been spoiled for them. And if you've seen
1: the <laughs> the Family Guy
0: version yeah, of Star Wars, yep. the
1: Robot Chicken it's version of Star Wars, yeah, the it's... every other version of Star Wars that somebody has
0: done, it is spaceballs. Yep. I mean, <laughs> you, it, yeah, you've seen, you've probably seen enough clips throughout your life if you haven't seen the actual movie to sort of get an idea of certain key moments in this movie that people would be talking about that yeah you could go through and actually we threw this this question out to our our Instagram people and uh, there was one person who said that they had they lie constantly about having seen Star Wars.
1: Yes. Star Wars is one of those movies that if you if you haven't seen it you don't want to hear people go what You haven't seen Star Wars? Yeah, absolutely. What is wrong
0: with you? (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those films that you will get shamed in pretty much any company. It, It doesn't even have to be film fans or sci fi fans or even Star Wars fans. Like, if you have not seen Star Wars, it feels like it's at this point, it's almost at the point of like an American pop culture rite of passage, right? At some point in your life, you get introduced to Star Wars because it's that much of a phenomenon, at least the original trilogy, right?
1: It's like when I walk up to somebody and they say they've never heard of the band Led Zeppelin. And I go, (laughs) are you friggin' kidding me? And I say, have you never heard the song Stairway to Heaven? And they go, no. And then I have to just walk away.
0: (laughs) Or the Beatles, right? Somebody who says that they've never heard a Beatles song feels impossible. Feels gross. (laughs) Even if you don't like the Beatles, you've heard of the Beatles,
1: right? Star Wars is like that for movies. Yes, absolutely. So that's what our, our topic is tonight. We're going to be talking about movies you lie about seeing just to not have to deal with people shaming, shaming. you. <laughs> this is movie shaming night.
0: Yeah. Because here on Switch the Envelope, one of our main goals is to celebrate movies in a way that makes you want to go out and see them. If you haven't seen them if we, the way we've talked about it or whatever, You know, we hope to inspire you to go see some movies. Oftentimes we're talking about movies that you may not have seen. These, you know, down the list of Oscar, you know, nominations that, you know, died directly following the Oscar ceremony. Like nobody ever saw them again Uh, in hopes that you would go out and see those movies. We tell you at the end of every episode, go see those movies, you know, before we tell you that we'll see you later. So we want to remove some of that that anxiety, that stigma of some of these movies. And so we're going to talk about some movies that Jeff or I have lied previously about, and then we'll go over uh, some more movies that are common movies that people lie about.
1: Liar, liar, pants on fire.
0: Yeah, let's share a couple movies that we have previously lied about seeing. Yeah. I think just to soften the blow, get that off of our chests, make you feel comfortable switches. Well, and I'm then... going
1: to say, ref right back, I've never lied about seeing a movie. <laughs> I
0: have. I admit now I have. All right. So this first movie is a movie that, well, I I think my my three movies that that I have here are really based on the fact that I don't see, or I haven't seen a tremendous amount of like macho guy action films. I've seen a good amount, but there are some that are staples in the macho guy action film (laughs) genre that I just have not seen. And the first one for me is RoboCop. So you feel that
1: that's a movie out there in the zeitgeist of movie making that you feel other people also will lie about.
0: Uh, it's a movie I've definitely lied about seeing because okay. I don't want to have you know the conversation about RoboCop. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 and he's like a dead dead guy that gets reanimated. It's like the six million dollars. Like I'll, I'll joke my way out of a conversation. Of RoboCop because, you know, people, there is, it's a, it's, it's got like this cult following. And when you find a Oh yeah, I've seen
1: this movie like 500 times. Yeah, I've,
0: I've probably lied to you about seeing RoboCop and I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: but I, this would not be the genre that I would lie about a movie or there'd be a movie that I would lie about because this is my wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, well, see for me, like I, I do enjoy a good action film. I don't enjoy action films quite as much as you do, right? Uh, my sort of soft spot is, like, romantic comedies and musicals, <laughs> you know? Wow. So, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I enjoy uh, – there's a, a sense of sort of emasculation if, I, if you haven't, a, as a young man uh, or a millennial man, uh, seen some of these types of films, and – to avoid a bit of that that sort of bro shaming sometimes, I've lied about seeing these particular films. Gotcha yeah what's the next one? My next one is in the similar vein I've not seen the original Terminator. Now I've seen plenty of clips from Terminator to be able to talk about Terminator. I know the plot. I've read the Wikipedia page. I've seen Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> I, I know for they're a fact very I'm different. Seeing, I know they are. <laughs> uh, I, I have seen the second one. really like the second one. Enjoy the hell out of it. Uh, Like when we talked about sequels that were better than the originals uh, a long time ago, uh, I had only ever seen Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And I just know that people assume or that people judge Terminator 2 uh, far better than the original Terminator. So I felt confident being able to say Terminator 2 is a a better sequel than the original. But I've not really seen the original.
1: I actually saw the I saw the Terminator after seeing Terminator Two, like most mm-hmm. people, and Terminator was pretty good. Is it? I, yeah, it's pretty I good. wouldn't know. Michael Michael Bane. Michael Bane is that that guy's name? Um, the guy that's the main, yeah, Michael Bane. He's the guy that's uh actually the main character
0: in oh, the movie. The, he's uh like John Connor's dad. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's. See, I know enough about this film, Jeff. All right, so what's your third one, Corey? Terminator, Terminator. Um, My third one is a more recent franchise, but it still falls into that sort of like bro action film category, and that's pretty much every Fast and Furious film. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Now, I've confided in you, Jeff, that I've not seen the regular- No, I mean, we
1: talked about it on this episode like three three weeks ago, I think.
0: Yeah, I've seen Tokyo Drift- which is the most god-awful one. People say that, but I didn't mind it. <laughs> Besides Tokyo Drift. I, ha- I have seen Tokyo Drift. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't watch it again. Uh, I did see most of w- the one where the rock flexes out of a cast because I was curious. I think that was like Paul Walker's final one. So like Fast and the Furious 7 or Furious 7 or Fast 6. Or I- I don't Fast
1: know. 5 is probably the best one. Is it? It is. Is that, is that the one I've where they like, they like?
0: go to Brazil? Brazil. That's yeah. probably the
1: best one. The first one and the fifth one are probably the best one. Too Fast, Too Furious is pretty good. Those are pretty good. That is one's he, pretty good, too. I,
0: I feel like I maybe Because that
1: one does not have Vin Diesel in it.
0: The Too Fast, Too Furious?
1: Too Fast, Too Furious has no Vin Diesel.
0: Well, Either does Tokyo Drift until the very end, right?
1: Yeah, but that still has some Vin Diesel That's in true. it. That's <laughs> true. It does have some, some Vin Diesel. <laughs>
0: too Fast, Too Furious does not have Vin Diesel. Hmm, interesting. It was before he bought the rights back and then did...
1: Yeah, this one has got just Tyrese and the Paul Walker.
0: Hmm. Okay. And Ludacris. I feel like there's a there's a podcast in here somewhere. where <laughs> Just all Fast and just the Furious? Where Corey watches the Fast and the Furious franchise for the first time <laughs> <laughs> and goes through it. Maybe I'll write a blog. I don't know. You should.
1: <laughs> okay, so none of these movies are movies that I have lied about personally. These are all movies that I think people lie about okay. on a regular basis. Okay. Okay, so number one is Godfather.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's a ton of people that lie. There is a
1: ton of people that lie about Godfather, and they say they either have seen it, or they just if they haven't seen it, they just don't want to deal with you.
0: Godfather fans are a pretty angry bunch when you say anything about the Godfather. No,
1: the next one on my list are rabid fans, the Big Lebowski fans.
0: Oh, yeah, they'll tear your fucking head off. (laughs) That's
1: why. Okay, for me, I did lie about Big Lebowski just because I didn't want anybody to bitch at me. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, Big Lebowski, got it. Yeah. Funny. And I honestly I saw it and I didn't think I didn't I didn't didn't know what the big deal was.
0: You see yeah, and that's that's fine. I, I would much rather encounter that, right? Where like you've seen it and you didn't it didn't you know, capture you the way that it captured me or whatever. And then it'd be like,
1: Oh, that sucks. Yeah, like bowling. White Russians, cool.
0: <laughs> it's a fun, quirky film. Uh, well, it's like a dude. I, yeah, like it's awesome. It's easier to disagree about like whether you liked a film or not, because it's strictly opinion, than to like realize that somebody hasn't seen the film but is trying to tell you that they have. Right? It feels more of like a betrayal, I think, is is why <laughs> is why we try to get past it. Or like, oh, yeah, I have seen it. Let's not talk about the movie anymore. <laughs> I got it. You don't need to retell me the, the whole plot. I don't care about this movie, I've never seen it. <laughs> Uh, The
1: other thing that I've come across is Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you why, Corey. Friday the 13th has a very quirky situation that happens in this movie. Okay, I'm going to throw out spoiler alert to anybody that actually wants to watch this movie. In the upcoming months for uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th is not like other horror movies because it had multiple writers doing the different movies that came after it. So the the sequels did not have the same writer. Hmm. So I've often come across people who say they've seen Friday the 13th, but have no idea who the villain in Friday the 13th
0: is. They've gone through a maze at a Halloween horror nights. Yes.
1: <laughs> and they believe that the villain in Friday the 13th is Jason Voorhees. Yeah, it's not. Jason Voorhees does not even make an appearance in Friday the 13th. If you have told people you've seen Friday the 13th and then engaged in a conversation where you are talking about Jason Voorhees killing people at, at Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, Jason Voorhees does not attend Camp Crystal Lake. You don't even see him until the last like 30 seconds of the film as a little boy. Now, you guys should all realize that in the film, he died as like a 10-year-old boy. Yeah, Jason Voorhees was not the 25-year-old <laughs> strapping...
0: I'm not even sure...
1: I don't know how that how, happens.
0: How he becomes, like...
1: He dies, like, as a 10-year-old boy. How does he age? <laughs> how does he age after he died?
0: For the second film.
1: <laughs> into a, like, this, like, buff, yeah. super jacked dude with a hockey mask. Yeah. It, I mean, for the sequels, how do they explain him aging, like, 10 years after he died?
0: Yeah. He's fueled by rage, Jeff.
1: Anyway, the real killer in Friday the 13th is Jason's mother. Yeah.
0: I mean, what we're really doing is we're giving more ammunition to the people that want to lie about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, if you want to lie movie, about this now movie... Now you know. <laughs> yeah, if
1: you want to lie about this movie, here you go.
0: Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk
1: about Jason Bury's mother. <laughs>
0: sort of backfiring on our... <laughs> 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 the concept here. Um, yeah, ab- absolutely. It, it is It is one of the sort of biggest turns in a franchise <laughs> to just completely abandon that first movie and then go on with a, with a monster that fits more into this sort of... Um, like genre expectations, right? Well, yeah,
1: because they wanted to keep up with Mike Michael Myers. Yeah, absolutely, the Halloween then, franchise. Yeah. Exactly, and it, it. If you look at the, the the franchise, they literally made a character who who fit the description of Michael Myers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just with a hockey mask. Yeah, and a machete.
1: <laughs> Excuse the pun, but Friday the Thirteenth is a lot more campy Deges. than Halloween.
0: That's true. At some point, they all become the same amount of campy.
1: (laughs) I don't believe that Halloween ever did.
0: Halloween H2O? Nope.
1: Corey, let's bring up our game. Our game? Yeah, we have a game.
0: We do? We have a game. Shit.
1: It's called Name That Movie. It's game time here at Switch the Envelope. It's time for Name That Movie. Here's your host, Jeff, and your one contestant, Corey. I'm going to describe to you okay. the plot of a movie. That people have lied about. These movies are so popular that people lie about them because these are like meme movies.
0: Okay. that's not mean, but meme. Meme. Oh, uh, they're internet joke- jokeable.
1: <laughs> yes, internet jokeable. So okay. I'm going to give you a synopsis. Ooh, a Surprise quiz. I love it. This one is a 1977 satirical romantic comedy drama. Hmm. It's about a man who tries to figure out the reasons for the failure of his relationship with a female lead, played by a woman whose fashion choices changed fashion of the time.
0: It's that quirky character trait that, that, you know, you got to give him. Ooh, so 1970s romantic comedy slash drama?
1: It is a 1970s satirical
0: romantic comedy drama. Okay, so it's all of those things, which leads me to think that it's a bit pretentious. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is a super pretentious movie <laughs> that everyone pretends
0: to like or see. I think, I think I know this. I think this is a movie that a lot of people attribute to being like we just talked about with Halloween sort of launching the slasher film type of archetype for a, a movie. I think this is the movie that a lot of people attribute to starting the rom-com uh, genre in film. And it's Woody Allen's Annie Hall.
1: Nice job, Corey. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah, uh, I can imagine that a lot of people have lied about seeing this movie. I think everybody lies about seeing this movie. I, I'll tell you, I've only I only saw this movie because I was in film school. <laughs> At one point, I, I will, never finished film school, by the way. But <laughs> I will have
1: I will tell you that I lie. I did lie about seeing this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I lied about seeing this movie because a girl I was dating in college (laughs) really, really liked it, and I had never seen it, and I didn't care to see it. (laughs) Thank you for playing Name That Movie. Next time, Jeff will be more prepared
0: and have more questions for our one contestant, Corey. All right, next on my list is a classic film that is like tops of all of the all-time best film lists. And, you know, it's it's one of those that is is sort of like a cinephile's badge of honor. Uh You know, you have to have seen this movie or you you don't enjoy cinema, you know. And that is uh, Casablanca.
1: Really? You think that people, I don't think people care about that movie anymore. I'm going
0: to be honest. This is one of those that, if you've researched the Mandela effect uh, at all, shows up. Um, well, everybody knows the Here's Looking at You Kid. Here's Looking at You Kid. The yeah. other quote from this movie that everybody says is Play it again, Sam. Never appears in this movie. Okay. Never appears in this movie.
1: And what is the actual
0: quote? I'm saying that, that there's no line. <laughs> there's somebody parried it along the way uh, and it became stuck, sort of like Tommy Boy saying, Luke, I am your father, into the fan, and that sort of becomes the way everybody remembers it from then then on out. Like, oh yeah, like they referenced it in another movie a certain way, so that has to be the way that it was in the movie, and you start newly remembering this scene, right? Uh, Yeah, I I think that there's a fair amount of people who've never seen Casablanca, but in order to sort of maintain an air of their fandom for movies will say that they have seen this movie.
1: I, um... I don't know if that's so true now,
0: but I, I think especially a younger generation there uh, are there are plenty of people who in two breaths will say that they've seen Casablanca and then berate any movie that isn't in color.
1: I am not going to go back that far. I'm gonna say that on my list people will lie about seeing anything directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> I just brought him up. Yeah, he's quirky. <laughs> Uh, he's quirky and his films suck. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with you, but <laughs> I think that nobody is running out and watching The Royal Tannenbaums or The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. I think those films, I, I mean, are only being watched by pretentious critics.
0: Then I'm a pretentious critic. There you go. I've Corey. Seen Every single one of Wes Anderson's films.
1: I don't think they're fun films. I think they are. Ah, see,
0: I think that within the quirk, they are incredibly fun. But I understand. I understand. <sighs> I, under, I understand if you're that's not your thing. I can understand that that's not your thing. And I, I guarantee yeah, there are a bunch of people because that, they're not yeah, fun. That, that have lied about them because they just is not their thing. But but they encounter somebody like me who just goes on and on about how much they love Wes Anderson, and they're just like, yeah, oh yeah, the friggin' Steve Zissou It's great. Wes Anderson <laughs> is
1: like how people used to think about Woody Allen.
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's it's too. It's very similar. Where yeah.
1: you, if you are somebody who's a cinephile, as I am, and you say that he's his films suck, people think that that you somehow just don't get it or you're not in the know. Mm-hmm. I am in the know. I just think his films suck. Yeah. When I saw the Royal Tannenbaums and it was like, oh, but none of his characters change clothes the whole time. It was supposed to be like you're watching a book on film. Sure. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't want to watch a fucking book on film. You know what I want to watch? I want to watch a movie that doesn't <laughs> suck. <laughs> and that was boring. The whole film was
0: super boring. Oh, oh it hurts. It hurts so much. <laughs> it was so... Stupid boring. The uh, the switches are completely split, I'm sure, right now. There are a bunch of people out there listening that feel exactly like I do. Like, you're throwing an axe into our hearts. (laughs) And then there's a bunch of other people that are like, yep, heart agree. (laughs) All right, the next on my list is a movie that up until recently I did lie about seeing. And that's The Good, The Bad, The Ugly.
1: And, Corey, you know, I think with The Good, The Bad, The Ugly... I would like to say that I think all movies for men of our age, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Any Clint Eastwood movie before Unforgiven. Okay. You know, is pretty much a movie that we kind of lie about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I may or may not have claimed to have seen a Dirty Harry film from here from time to time. We
1: got a lot of dads (laughs) that watch... Almost exclusively, they could have an exclusive Clint Eastwood channel. <laughs> we should get
0: our dads to do a Clint Eastwood podcast.
1: <laughs> but I think that, but I think that uh, that they the the older generation is so into Clint Eastwood that I think as a bonding measure with grandfathers and fathers, we have to like adapt to liking Clint Eastwood a little bit. So I think that until that. Unforgiven came out, it was like, oh yeah, we've seen fucking Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah, High Plains Drifter. Fuck, go yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pale Rider. Done it. Uh, yeah, I think to like, especially with like Dirty Harry movies, they were on TV a lot uh, when we were young. Like they were replayed, uh, you know, on basic channels on the weekends <laughs> enough that we could BS our way through having seen them, you know, and, and then Jim Carrey. Had an impersonation do of him, I feel so lucky. like, yeah, a, a lot of our our Clint Eastwood knowledge probably comes from Jim Carrey <laughs> and his, exactly. his characterization of it. <laughs> so, yeah, we probably bullshitted our way through some Clint Eastwood movies. Uh, what you got? What's next? I want to say one more. Okay,
1: I think that we cannot do a show about people that lie about movies they have seen without mentioning Office Space. <laughs>
0: We talked about that in the last episode.
1: We did, and I think it's because not because I think it's because so many people quote this movie that I think that when you're at an, in a job site situation or at, a, at an office mm-hmm. situation, there's so many people quoting this movie that sometimes you get roped into it <laughs> without
0: really knowing what you're quoting. <laughs> That's true. I, yeah, I think I think this movie is incredibly generational too. Exactly, and because the references have maintained. But the people who have actually watched this movie are only of the Gen X, older millennial generation that, yeah, I'm sure there's a ton of people on either side of it that kind of know that you're referencing it that it will just play along. Absolutely. Exactly. It's another one, like Fast Times at Richmond High. It's a meme, right? Yeah. And I guarantee there are people out there from a younger generation that don't know the difference between Office Space and The Office. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all one big, uh, you know, office uh Setting workplace setting <laughs> yeah, the work- the internet, workplace yeah. setting jokes that they uh, that they spout because they've heard them a million times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, before we end our episode, we're gonna we're gonna hear from our people who reached out on social media to talk about some of the some of the movies they have lied about in their own
0: lives. Yeah, we have we have a few here. Uh, this is from Instagram, uh, username Frank Mendoza nineteen seventy four commented. I've only seen one James Bond movie, The Living Daylights. Can't say who's the best Bond since I've only ever seen Timothy Dalton in action.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That's like the worst James Bond. I know. You know,
0: uh, I mean, if James Bond is spy movies are not your things, Frank, uh, that's cool. But there are better James Bond movies worth watching. However,
1: Timothy Dalton, best villain in a Rocketeer movie.
0: True. <laughs> All right. The next one comes from our friend Movie Lovers Unite. Uh, we were just on with John uh, at Movie Movie Lovers. Um, where we talked about Cliffhanger, so go to YouTube and search for us and the movie Cliffhanger. I'm sure we'll, the episode will, will come up.
1: Although I feel like there's nobody faking that they've seen Cliffhanger. I think they just say they haven't.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're just like no, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> well, Jeff and I both have multiple times, and we talked at large with it or uh, about it with uh, with John. And the as movie soon as lovers. we
1: did that episode, I actually went back and watched it. Yeah, love that movie. Yeah,
0: it's you know it's got its its moments. Uh, he commented, "The thing." John Carpenter's original, not the remake, still haven't seen it, and he wants to see it, but he has lied about seeing it.
1: <laughs> I've never seen The Thing.
0: You've never seen The Thing? Never seen The Thing. I've only seen The Remake. Yeah, I've not seen The Original. I, I don't know that I would lie about having seen The Thing, though. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past myself to, to say, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that movie, because I've shown all through the course of this episode that it's a thing I've done. I admit it. I'm, I'm, you know, releasing the stress. I think of, I've only really
1: lied lies a, uh, multiple times about Big Lebowski, but then mm. I watched it, so I didn't have to anymore.
0: See, and that's the thing: go out and watch these movies, and then you can not have to lie about it, and then you can give your true opinion of it. You don't have to fake like a movie <laughs> because everybody in your group is. You can be like, no, that movie is trash. I don't know what you see in it. Yeah, <laughs> you you can have a, a full on conversation about the. I know, was the film. hoping
1: that Big Lebowski was going to be like. Like a fantastic movie for me, and then I just, I just, it was okay.
0: Yeah, I think it was probably overhyped.
1: And I like bowling too.
0: (laughs) The film was probably overhyped. And our final one also from Instagram, from our good friend Lindsay K. Brooks, who has never seen and often lies about seeing Die Hard.
1: That hurts, Lindsay Brooks. (laughs) <laughs> Considering that we have talked extensively about the movies that are romantic comedies, we should get the reciprocal affection of you watching Die Hard.
0: Oh yeah, I'm just well, saying. we lied about not seeing or about seeing Never Been Kissed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've seen that movie. Well, you're the romantic comedy. I do fan. love romantic comedies too. Yeah, freaking musicals. I do. I do. I like. Here's, there's not a lot of movies in general that I won't try to watch. Okay,
1: Al, take us out, man. Thank you, everybody. This has been our show, Movies You've Lied About Seeing. Corey, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow us on Instagram and on
0: Twitter? Well, if you have a movie that you've lied about watching, you can let us know on Twitter, at Switch Envelope, or you can go to our Instagram page, at Switch the But if you also want a social media platform that also you can listen to our show on, you can go to the Good Pods app and uh, follow us there. You can subscribe to our show there. You can listen to our show and you can see what shows we're listening to and uh, interact with us. It's kind of like social media and podcasts all in one place. It's Good Pods app.
1: Yep. Or you can always just go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify.
0: Wherever you're familiar.
1: Anywhere podcasts are streamed.
0: Of course, you can always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all of your Switch the Envelope needs. And we'll see you later, Switches. See you later, Switches.
1: Switch the Envelope is written and produced by Corey and Jeff. Switch the Envelope is a Riff Laugh production. Switch the Envelope is mixed at Studio 85 by Jeff. Combo.